2: Yo, what it do, YouTube? We are back. We are back uh, with another podcast episode. Of course, I am the one and only Culture Shock, and it may go as Marcus as well, but I can't do it alone. I got my guys with me. I got Landon, and I got Mike. Mike, how are we doing tonight, man?
0: Hey, I'm doing good, buddy. Um, just one request on, on behalf of the NFL. Can y'all speed up the entertainment a little bit? Because the NBA just swept you today. Like, NBA is always fascinating at the trade deadline. I think this is the greatest trade deadline of all time, maybe. But it's just year-round entertainment. I need the NFL to step their game up, all right? I, I need the trade deadline to speed it up a little bit in the NFL because it is crickets. But other than that, I'm cool, man.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely definitely swept us away with that trade deadline. Landon, how are we doing tonight, man?
1: Man, doing pretty good. Just living, enjoying the lovely silence. Actually, as opposed to Mike, uh, I, I'm actually excited to have a little bit of a break from all the BS of this last season that the Colts gave us. So this is this is a nice little calm down period for me, uh, just going through the draft and, and getting, getting prepared for this head coach, hopefully coming up here in a few days.
0: Yeah, just spending well, $5,000 as a stress reliever, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, money, man. It wasn't quite, wasn't quite that much money, but we, we went through a little
2: bit today. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned the head coaching process because that's the first thing we're going to mention tonight on today's episode. The head coaching search for the Indianapolis Colts continues, and, you know, they still don't have the final head coach but they do have a few finalists left. As you guys may know, other NFL teams have swept away with the coaching decisions. You know, the Texans very owns got to make Orion's. And, you know, all the other teams are starting to fill out, you know, Peyton to the Broncos and all these other things. But the Indianapolis Colts, of course, at the last minute, is still waiting out this decision, which makes a lot of sense because you don't want to mess up this process. We mentioned a whole bunch of times how the Colts have to get this situated process You have have to get this situated at the right time and right now because this is the year where you got to get a quarterback and you got to get a coach to match that. And we still do have a few candidates left. But I'm going to ask my guys, of course, and of course in the comment section if you want to give your thoughts on the head coach position, please feel free to do so. Drop your comments in the comment section. Like, comment, and subscribe as well if you haven't. But I'm going to ask Landon first. Landon, for the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, we still do not have one. I need to know your thoughts. But with who's still left, who would you want as the head coach for the Indianapolis coach?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you really think about it, so the Frank Reich hire, the Josh McDaniels thing, the last really head coach search that the Colts went through, they weren't actually announced until a week after the Super Bowl ended. So this seems kind of par for the course. Chris Ballard, you know, was pretty clear in his press conference that this is likely the direction things were headed. So, to me, I'm not really surprised. Um, I am personally, I'm ready for it to be over with. And what, what's really interesting too is like it's basically Fort Knox over there. So, like, nobody knows. I haven't been able to get any information from anybody. There's even people on the team that have no idea, you know. So, um, from everything I understand, and I, I've talked to a few different people just trying to piece things together. um, they've decided against doing a third round of interviews. They've spent the last few days here cutting down that list. I think they've got, you know, three or four guys they're really hyper-focused on. Now, who those guys are, nobody knows. and I mean, that's, that's the thing. Uh, but between the lines here, I would say it's more than likely Raheem Morris, Shane Steichen, Brian Callahan, and – you know, you could have any of the other guys, Aaron Glenn. Um, you know, I, I know he had another interview. The um, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, is another one that could be kind of a dark horse in the race. Uh, you know, Wink Martindale could be a dark horse. So we don't know who that fourth guy is, but I think those three I mentioned are pretty firmly set as, as what I expect. And I expect one of those three to come away with the job. Uh, personally, for me, I've been a big Raheem Morris fan since day one. Uh, I I think he has every quality that they're looking for in, in what they need. But I, you know, if I had to put my money on somebody, like, you know, if I was going out and betting, I would more than likely, uh, I I might put some money on Brian Callahan being the guy. Um, And that's not, like I said, this is just me, you know, just guessing because nobody knows. So, If you go out and you lose money and Brian Callahan doesn't get fired, don't come crying to me on Twitter saying, well, he told me to put money on there because he knew. No, that's not the case here. I don't know anything. Uh, Nobody knows anything except for probably the people that are making the decision. So I I think one of the three of Brian Callahan, Shane Steichen, or Raheem Morris wind up with a job. I would love to see it go to Raheem Morris. Uh, I think he has all the great qualities as we've went over on this show multiple times. And, uh, yeah, I I expect the decision possibly even Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. So we could be looking here in a few days at, uh, you know, going live for a new head coach.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Raheem Morris is definitely a good option. And like like Landon said, nobody knows the, the finalists or who may get the job because at the end of the day, it is the Indianapolis Colts. And they are very secretive with these decisions. They were very secretive last year, the year before when it comes to the quarterback carousel and everything. So we do not know the definite answer until it is announced. So now we got to go to Mike. Landon gave his thoughts on who he wants as head coach, which is a a good coach, but I know for sure you got a good option as well. And you're going to tell us why. So Mike, let us know who would you want as the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts?
0: If I had to pick my top three guys, it would be Brian Callahan, Shane Steichen, and Raheem Morris. Uh, I, I really love the offensive mind of Callahan and Steichen Callahan obviously working well with quarterbacks even though he would be a head coach I still believe he would be a little bit hands-on with the quarterback as well being uh you know very instructive in you know film and helping them break down what the rookie quarterback needs to be doing or rookie quarterbacks if they double down in the draft which I'm a big fan of them doing um I'm in favor of those three guys. Raheem Morris, again, is another great candidate, has coaching experience on both sides of the ball. What type of staff would he put together? I have no idea. I mean, you know, you have no idea with any of these three. Let me preface, preface that not trying to, you know, push Raheem down to push these two guys up. We have no idea what type of staff all three of these men would put together. I do believe, like like Landon said, this is nothing I've heard. I do believe the three finalists are Brian Callahan, Shane Steichen, and Raheem Morris. Uh, you know, maybe there might be other names out there, but... I, I don't I think they're just in there to keep people guessing, but I think it's those three firmly. I I wish they would have made a decision this week, but obviously the NFL frowns upon you making decisions during Super Bowl week. All the attention needs to be on the the two teams playing for the championship. But for Callahan, while well, I spoke about Callahan, his his hands on approach with quarterbacks, Shane Steichen, I I say this sometimes about coaches especially at the college ranks you know when they succeed and win championships but they're coaching alabama georgia ohio state you have all the talent in the world you should be winning championships you have no excuse to not be winning championships some of that does go to shane Steichen a little bit but it's at the nfl level it's not exactly like college it's it's the nfl And when you have the best offensive line in football, you have versatile running backs that go three, four deep. You have five great wide receivers, a dynamic tight end, and you're loaded on the defensive line and defensive playmakers in the secondary. Yes, you should be at this stage in the Super Bowl. You have no excuse to not be at this stage. When you look at the offense particularly, yes, that they should have done what they did. To Dallas or not to Dallas, to um, to New York, they should have done what they did to San Francisco because of that talent. But it's the way Shane Steichen puts everybody in position to succeed. How he utilizes AJ Brown, how he uses AJ Brown to free up Devonte Smith, how he uses Devonte Smith to free up AJ Brown. The use of the tight end I really love. Again, I really want a good tight end. Maybe that's already on the roster in Jelani Woods. Rookie year was solid. Jury's still out on him. But I, I like the the approach with an offensive-minded head coach because it, it's just what works. It, 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 they just understand it. They do. Raheem Morris is number three for me, but I would be happy if he was... The head coach. Just because I have him at number three doesn't mean I don't want him at all. So one of those guys, and if I had to take a stab at it, uh Landon went with Brian Callahan. I'm gonna go with Shane Steichen. I'm I'm gonna go with him. Uh I truly believe if you haven't made a decision by now. And you're going to make it after the Super Bowl. This is just me just using logic. Like, if you're not, if you're just listening, I'm using air quotes, logic, uh, because it could be my own logic. It may not be reality, right? Um, You're probably waiting until after the Super Bowl to announce Shane Steichen. It's annoying, yes, that they take this long to make a damn decision. Like, they haven't made a decision on quarterback, they take forever with a Chris Ballard approach, but. I do understand it for the past seven years. It, it's been hell. Uh, I think when it came to Josh McDaniels, I think Landon said after the Super Bowl, I, I think I want to say Josh McDaniels was given the job and accepted it before the Super Bowl. And then obviously afterwards he uh, reneged. Uh, but, I, but at this point, I understand the point of you know, taking it slow, taking your time. I, I I guess I'm okay with it. I'm not sure if anybody is, you know, you want to get it right to get it right. Dude, just pick a freaking coach and move forward. But then again, if you give this front office time, they make great draft picks. So, you know, hopefully time is on the side of Chris Ballard, but I would guess Shane Steichen uh, gets the job
2: guess not educated guess just my guess you know what those are good options for sure man Uh, absolutely and you know waiting for the end of the the end of the super bowl to make this decision is not the best decision for most colts fans but it is when you're a business person when you make business decisions you have to take your time with these things because franchises are very precious you know you either you roll the dice and win or or you lose it's it's that's There's no ifs, ands, or buts, and no in the middle. So you got to be very careful with these decisions, and it's very important that you pick the right person. Of course, last time they tried to do that, and, you know, like you said, McDaniels just happened to leave in the middle of the night, and we ended up with Frank Wright. And a lot of Colts fans do not like him, even though I think he's a pretty decent head coach. But it is what it is. You know, he got a job. So we're going to move on to the next topic. But again, real quick. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I I do want to say this because you mentioned that process. First, I want to... Thank you, Jim Irsay, for staying the hell out of the way. Thank you for letting Chris Ballard do his job. Like, thank you for for letting him do it. I don't believe Jeff Saturday is in the running. I don't believe he's a realistic option. I don't believe he's under consideration for the job. Again, that's just what I believe. Nothing educated. That's just what I believe. Uh, Brian Callahan obviously that video that went viral post season that you know Peyton Manning giving the you know back when he was in the Super Bowl talking about Brian Callahan and how he was instrumental in his way back from that neck surgery and being a great quarterback he was ending the, his career the way he did obviously you already knew he would be under consideration because once Jim Mercer catches hold of that Well, Peyton thinks this guy's good. Let me go get him. And Brian Callahan is a really good coach. So I just want to give a round of applause for Jim Irsay. Great man, giving people free tickets to the Super Bowl and all this good stuff. I applaud him. That's I I just wanted to give uh, public acknowledgement of that. Go on. Carry on.
2: All right. So there you go, Uh, public – a public thank you from Mike, yours truly. So another thing that plays into effect of these head coaching decisions and everything is the talent on the roster. A lot of players like to know who's the head coach is or what type of structure and vision they're going to have before they make a deal in mindset. and mindset. And the Indianapolis Colts have a lot of players that are going to be coming up to being a free agent this year. A few names like Paris Campbell, Ashton Doolin, uh, Dennis Kelly, Matt Pryor, Yannick Ngakwe, Taqua Lewis, EJ Speed, Bobby Okereke, Brandon Faison, Rodney McLeod Jr., and Chase McLaughlin. Those names are just a few names on the list that are potentially on the verge of not coming back to Indy and seeing other places to go get some more money. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I've heard that there's a a lot of coaches that like Gus Bradley as a D.C. And, you know, him staying here might have a lot to do with, you know, a few players staying just to do with how the success they had in Gus Bradley's system. Or the mindset and the vision that he has or the type of defense that he runs can better fit them. So, I mean, this is going to be a very interesting offseason for Indianapolis Coast. Again, this is very important for the Coast this year to get everything right because a lot is on the line, but I got to ask my guys first. I'm going to go with Landon out of the names I mentioned, who was a few names that you would give that you would prefer to see either stay in Indy or, you know, probably have a better chance going elsewhere.
1: Well, first off is Paris Campbell. Um, that that would be a guy I think he finally showed that he was able to stay healthy, you know, at least for a full season. That was going to be the big thing for him this season. It wasn't the numbers. It wasn't the production or, you know, the touchdowns or anything like that. I mean, it was – I mean, all, you know, obviously that's a, that's a part of it. But the biggest thing for him and the biggest struggle has never been the talent and the play on the field. It's actually being on the field. So now that he's kind of shown that, I would really love to see him, you know, come back, especially with a young quarterback who's going to need weapons, uh, you know, especially guys that can produce with yards after the catch. And I think he's one of the best ones on the team. That would be a guy that I would target. Um, and, and I'll preface this by saying it's really all about money, to be fair. Like, I mean, any one of these guys back, you know, it's it's going to have to be at the right price. So, um, I think, uh, you know, EJ Speed and Bobby Okereke, they, those would be two options that I would love to bring back. Bobby's going to be a little difficult because the market that he's going to have is is likely going to be pretty rich. But if it's, you know, can come to like a decent contract that's that's good for both sides, I'd love to have him and EJ both back. Uh, Ronnie McLeod, if he has one more year, which I don't know necessarily if – you know, he, he's ready to retire or not, you know, this this was a chance this last year for him to really prove that he could still play at a high level, and he did. He, he made a significant impact on this back end, um. you know, in that DB room especially. So I'd love to have him back for another year, and Chase McLaughlin, too. I, I think he earned the job. I think he earned a contract, and, um. you know, kicking – it's very rare, you know, to have a kicker like the Colts did with Adam Vinatieri where he's kicking, you know, for, you know, 15 years at a place. But, um, I think he's earned another shot, you know, to get another year. And so, um, some guys that I would possibly like to see on another team, obviously Matt Pryor, I'll be a big fan of him in another uniform. Uh, <laughs> don't think he should play for the
0: colts anymore or maybe um, entering a ga spot at the college level or something
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he he's got to do something uh, i mean maybe he could kick inside and play guard somewhere you know a full off season of training where he's not just playing backwards and all. you know who knows you know it's it, the nfl's a weird world man where guys can be complete crap and then they just get in the right situation and, and blossom so who knows but this is not the right situation for him. So I, I, would, uh, I would like to see him probably test the water somewhere else. Dennis Kelly is another guy. Um, you know, really, I think they need to revamp the entire offensive line. So all the offensive line in there are probably gone. Uh, probably the most controversial one, I'll say, is Yanni Um uh, And really, this just comes down to price. Because the big problem with me with him is that he's very one-dimensional. And that, you know, for the money you're going to want to pay for a premier pass rusher and the money he's going to want. And he does get you sacks, don't get me wrong, but a lot of the sacks he gets come, you know, unblocked or, you know, he's not out there creating consistent pressure and terrorizing guys. I mean, sacks are very misleading, it's a very misleading stat. So I worry about paying him, you know, decent really good pass rushing money. And to me, he's just a third down. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger. we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Rotational guy. You can't play him on rundowns. He doesn't create his own pressure very often. He very much benefits from other guys like, you know, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart and Quiddy Pay, you know, like, he he helps all those other guys, um, or he gets help from all those other guys, and he just kind of cleans up. Uh, now he does have some good some good pass rushing skills. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he, I'm not saying he's a bad player or anything, but I just think for the money he's going to command. I would like likely like to look at another you know direction. But there's been some talk about Gus Bradley coming back. Uh, you know, I think three or four of the head coaching candidates would like to retain him. I'm a big fan of that as well. It gives some continuity. It you know provides a base level of the defensive players. Having to learn another defense now for three years in a row, that would be three defensives in three years in a row. I don't want that to happen. So maybe um, he stays back. Maybe he, you know, likes Gus Bradley enough to want to take a team-friendly deal. Um, and I would love to have Yannick back at the right price. It's just, you know, there's been talk about, you know, 12, 13, 14 million per year. And that's just a little too rich for me personally. I would probably stop at right around the 10, 10 and a half mark is where I would, I would like to see that contract come in. Um, but you know, the, the good thing about possibly having a rookie quarterback is that, that you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie quarterback deal. So you're able to to get, you know, a, a little more spending in some other areas. So I, I would love to see him come back um, for the right price, but if not, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I would likely move on from that. Brandon Faison is another guy uh, I won't spend too much time with. But, uh, you know, he could be a decent depth piece, but that's only if they finally learn to start Isaiah Rogers, for the love of God. You can't throw Faison out there in a starting role playing significant snaps and expect good production. So, um, yeah, that that would be my list. I'm getting a little long-winded here, so I'll let Mike answer some questions. Oh,
0: what? Huh? What? What? Oh, oh, okay, my bad. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, good stuff from Landon. For me, I'll start off with the two that without a doubt I want back, and that's Chase McLaughlin and EJ Speed. Those two guys, I think those are solid deals. EJ Speed, I think, would be a really good value deal. You know, bring him back like a Zaire Franklin type deal, three years, ten million, three years, eight million. You know, b- bring them back. You know, you got got to lock him down. He's showing so much promise. He was showing so much growth under Richard Smith, the linebacker coach, and, you know, all of that development that he showed this last year. And even, you know, in 2021 under Matt Eberflus and obviously that big Christmas game he had against Arizona, I want to see him back. Chase McLaughlin had a rock-solid year. You know, the only thing I would ask of Chase is if he just hooks up with – Adam Vinatieri for an offseason workout routine because that man has turned into Brock Lesnar now. Uh, go, go out there and see if you can add some muscle into them legs. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Guys that I'll start on the controversial side. Two guys come to mind uh, for all the reasons Landon said, Yannick and Gakwe. You know, I don't even think he graded in the top thirty, uh, for pass rush win rate by PFF. I don't even think he made the top thirty for that. Uh, again, coverage sacks. You know, he was unblocked in in a game and got a sack. Okay, uh, another one was against Denver where DeForest Buckner just created uh, pressure up the middle, forced Russell Wilson to step up and. He just walked right into Yannick's arms and Yannick was just standing there. So it wasn't anything special. I would be really opposed to bringing him back. But then again, the Gus Bradley, uh, you know, I think it's very likely that Gus Bradley stays at this point. You might see Yannick Ngakwe back. I would consider it likely you see him back. For the money, I'm with Landon, 14, 13, 12. Hell, I think even 10 is cutting it, but it's position value you got to pay up for it. I don't know, man. I, I, I still haven't made my decision on Yannick. The other guy I would say is Paris Campbell. I, I, I just didn't see it. You know, health was the big thing. And of course it, it can always be a big thing. I wouldn't be opposed to a one year, $3 million deal. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. No risk contract one year. If it doesn't work out, kick the tire. You didn't spend too much uh fan favorite by the way but you know there's there's the football side of it as well I think he could mesh well with with a rookie quarterback you know he's that guy that's going to go underneath and you know have that deep ball whether if you're if you get CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson I'm looking forward to that deep ball with with Paris Campbell if if he is back the only thing is is was this year a one year anonymously like And really the skill positions suffered from the quarterback position this year. I mean, even Michael Pittman suffered from the quarterback play this year and the offensive line play. So Paris Campbell's another questionable one. I'm really all for just cutting ties, bringing in new faces, new talent, fresh talent. Um, I'm all for that. Um, I always want to lean that way, but those are the two guys that i would say are my most controversial uh to those dennis kelly solid offensive line depth uh i wouldn't be opposed ashton dolan by uh taekwon lewis by bobby okarake i think it's just gonna come down to the money man I really like the linebacker class in this draft. So I think you can get one there and kind of, you know, put a body in there and hope that he develops in the next two, three years. But with Shaquille Leonard coming back and you're committed to him, because I don't think you're really getting anything for Shaquille, even if you try to trade him, you're committed to him. Are you going to hand both EJ and Bobby a contract when you already gave Zaire a three-year contract last year? I don't think so. Bobby, I think, walks. I would love to have him back. Brandon on bye. Rodney McLeod, if he doesn't retire, I'd love him back. I would love him back. The, the safety room, again, will be deep. It would be, from top to bottom, in my opinion, the best safety room in the league. Because if you just have Julian Blackman, Rodney Thomas, who balled out, he was my preseason crush, and then Nick Cross, People forget about Nick Cross. He was traded for in the draft. Colts traded up to get him, and you know some people may be upset that he didn't really perform well. He didn't really play because this was a redshirt year for him. And then if you bring back, you know, you see that development in Nick Cross, and then you have Rodney McLeod come back, you the, the defense could look solid. So I, I I like this year's class of free agents. You know, at corner, if you can get one, you know, one year cheap. Um, but yeah, that's where I am on all the other free agents. Oh, yeah, like like Landon said, Matt Pryor, that's the only one I missed. Uh, you know, it, it's well documented by now. The the organization organization failed him, the organization screwed him. Uh, he also didn't help much by just not performing well at any position he stepped that, in at.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Is, is yeah. Is- he, he, he didn't stepped, do himself any favors either it yeah favor. he,
0: he he stepped in at like four different positions and had like the worst game ever at each position so um yeah matt Pryor, you know let him walk uh it was a disaster for the fans for him for the organization best for all parties to separate uh i hope the best for him obviously i hope he finds uh you gotta be careful else. bringing
1: on those tcu guys man
0: Hey man, it's not careful. working out so far. It's not working out, but this next class will get us straight. It'll get us straight. But yeah, that that's where I am on the free agent class.
2: Yes, sir. Man, this free agent class is gonna be it's gonna be epic, man. It's gonna be a lot of moves. Uh they probably will definitely the NFL offseason will probably live up to its hype after this trade dial out from the NBA. I think the NFL might knock it this year for sure. It's gonna be a big one. Uh for sure. Yannick is a controversial one for me. Uh I definitely think so, but EJ Speed is a guy I want back for sure. Paris Campbell is definitely another guy I want back for sure, especially if you're talking about getting rid of Doolin. I think we should keep one of these wide receivers, no matter which one it is. If you keep Doolin, i put him on the special team side. If you keep Campbell, he's definitely a guy that you can use for the rookie QB moving to next season. So, you know, besides that, all the other guys can definitely get paid somewhere else. They have potential. The future is bright. They all have pretty decent seasons besides the offensive guys. Uh, But, you know, like like we mentioned, Bobby Okereke, you can find another one in the draft this year. Definitely going to be a loaded draft class, and he's definitely a dog. So whatever team picks him up, if the Colts don't bring it back because of the contract, uh, definitely he's going to have himself a pretty decent season. So, yeah, go ahead.
0: And before we, we move on here in the show, if you do want to see a sneak peek of what could be done and what you know we're thinking – don't forget, and this is actually a little small of a uh, big of an announcement pre-show or in the middle of a show, but our series, our brand new series, we're kicking off this February 23rd. Landon's going to kick us off. It's going to be the series, the annual series we're going to do, playing GM of the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to talk, you know, a whole show going to be dedicated to Landon, to myself, to Marcus, free agent signings, cuts, trades, full seven round mock draft. And hopefully by then, a head coach is announced by then. Uh, If not, it's probably going to be a little murky. But watch out for that. In the next two weeks or so, two and a half weeks, February 23rd, we're going to be kicking this thing off. And you guys are going to want to see it. Landon is up first. I'm excited personally to see what he's got up his sleeve. I'm not sure if his list is done already. I'm especially excited to see what that draft class looks like. So definitely be tuned for those shows
2: here soon. Absolutely, absolutely. And if we don't have a head coach, it's just another segment we can add on to that conversation. But that's definitely going to be something to look forward to. Uh, Also, turn on your noties, uh, subscribe if you haven't. That'll keep you better posted than, you know, just letting us know. Uh, But moving forward, the last segment of the day, of course, is Super Bowl weekend. It's Super Bowl week, man. You know, we got to get these predictions in. It's a big game. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles, two teams that had a very, very, very good season and two teams that had a good offseason and some big moves as well. You know, the Chiefs getting rid of Tyreek Hill and still making the Super Bowl, which is a crazy thing to think about. Uh, And the Philadelphia Eagles, new head coach, Jalen Hurts, you know, going to get A.J. Brown and just turning the wheels onto a... Dy- they starting to almost become a dynasty of what they got going over there. Really nice structure, and the future is very bright for them. But we got to get these predictions, in. I got to ask my guys, but before that, I'm going to go – I'm going to root for the Philadelphia Eagles. I really am. Uh, I think they had a very successful season. The future is bright. They got a nice anthem. Uh, The momentum is crazy. The chemistry is crazy, and they just are some dogs. Their defense, I feel like, is way better than the Kansas City Chiefs, and their offense is just as pretty – It's just as good in my opinion. But I do think that Philadelphia Eagles are definitely going to probably put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes because they know – when they see danger, they're going to go attack it, and they, they see red right now. Patrick Mahomes, of course, he mentioned how pretty good and uh, playable he is, but we all know what the real issue is. People have injuries all the time. But the Eagles, that front, they're going to wreak havoc. So, Landon, let me get your predictions. Who you got this weekend, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs?
1: Um, I mean, this is a tough one, man, because both these teams are so tough. Both quarterbacks, extremely talented. The Eagles, I think. You know, they're the more well rounded team, but, you know, Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So uh, that, you know, that the great equalizer to me personally, just with the way Mahomes performs in big moments, the way that he consistently ups his level, you know, with Travis Kelsey. And, you know, I think Andy Reid, the offensive line and defensive line for the Chiefs has just been like lights out for the pre, you know, this postseason. So I think you combine those two factors with Patrick Mahomes, somehow Travis Kelsey continues to just be wide open at literally every play. Um, I don't know why people don't just triple-team him. Because like, for me personally, I'm going to make Miko Hardman beat me, okay? Like, you know, I'm going to make Juju Smith-Schuster beat me. I'm not letting this dude single-handedly 14 catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Uh-uh, not happening. But for some reason, it it never works out like that. So I'm going to pick Kansas City, man. I think Kansas City pulls it off, just cements another notch in the Mahomes Hall of Fame belt that he's putting together. So, yeah, that's, that's where we're going.
0: Man, this one, I'm so conflicted with this game, man, because part of me feels like, the Eagles are just going to beat the shit out of the chiefs. Like it, it just, it feels that way. The Eagles are so damn dominant and it comes from the attitude of Nick Sirianni in this coaching staff. Like Nick Sirianni has grown so much since leaving Indianapolis. And that's not, not knocking like, Oh, Indianapolis is holding him down. No, he jumps into a head coaching spot and he just takes off to first two years. You make the playoffs, and now you're in the Super Bowl. This team carries that attitude and that mindset. Part of me just wants to say the Eagles are just going to beat the shit out of them. But then I look on the other side, like Landon said, Patrick Mahomes is over there. Travis Kelsey, for some reason in 2023, is still wide open. How, I have no idea. But that's still a thing. I still don't know how. Patrick Mahomes, man... That ankle's healed up a little bit more. He's going to be mobile in this game. How mobile is he going to be? Can Kansas City Chiefs offensive line hold up? Got a pretty good offensive line. Their defense, though, is what I worry about with Kansas City. I've always viewed their defense as overachieving. You know, winning games when they, shouldn't have, when they really shouldn't have. Patrick Mahomes was saving them a lot. This is one of those games where I feel like it'll be a good game in the first half. I think Philadelphia is going to take it in the second the second half. So I'm going to go Philadelphia in this game. I'm sorry. They just they have no weaknesses. They have no weaknesses. I see one, two, three, four, five weaknesses on Kansas City. But like Landon said, the great equalizer to all those weaknesses is wearing number 15 in the backfield. So I can't wait to see it, man.
2: I can't wait. But I'm going to roll with the Eagles on this one. Hey, man, you got two Eagles and one Chiefs. The future is in good hands of the NFL. So no matter which team loses, they're definitely going to have a great chance of running it back for sure. Probably not next year, but they'll be back there in the future because they got a great future set, two young quarterbacks, two good talents, two good head coaches. Like, you you just can't can't beat it. And I'm jealous because both of these teams have great dynasty-like mindsets and they have good visions, good front office, good team rosters. And they got the attractions to draw – free agents in the offseason. All these things is something I want for my team. But it is what it is today. So, you know. Hey,
1: they but, have, they, they both have head coaches. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing. The Colts don't have that right now.
2: It's, it's, it's insane to think about, man. But, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, everyone's watching this game from front office to us. Everyone watching this game and just taking notes of what you need to do to get to the big stage because it's not easy. Getting to the Super Bowl is not easy. It's one or go home each round. And the, the long season is drastic with the injuries and everything. But it's just how you're going to survive, pretty much, how you're going to survive. And these teams did it. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. May the best team win. I'm going to watch the Rihanna concert. I can't wait for that either. I'm going to be singing word for word. But let us know your thoughts in the comment section about this video. Uh, Let us know your things, the head coaches, the free agents, the Super Bowl predictions. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, any last words before we get up out of here from the both of you guys?
1: Well, um, just thanks so much for the support. I know we've been really busy. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of senior bowl con- uh, content dropping here shortly as soon as we sort through some things. And then we've got a, a lot of draft content happening. And then especially once the new head coach – you know gets announced you will be able to dig a little bit further into stuff so just thanks so much for the support we appreciate it i appreciate it and uh yeah that's, that's all i got
0: right now other than that i just want to echo the same sentiment guys i know you know we've been maybe like this for this past year and we thank you guys for sticking with us for being patient with us we definitely appreciate it all uh, we've told you before we're not going anywhere we're building this thing and you know Marcus Landon are killing it and i, I again just stay tuned for Landon's draft content that is that's going to be must see pay-per-view tv but other than that just thank you guys we love you hopefully this freaking head coaching search ends monday morning monday afternoon no longer than that so other than then under other than that have some chicken wings Get some hot sauce, lemon pepper, whatever the case may be. Enjoy the Super Bowl.
2: All right, and there you have it. Until next time, we are out.